Welcome to the Short Rod Show. You got Ben here. And you got Brett. And Andrew. Yeah, we're out here on an Ankeny Pond. Uh, middle of the week, just doing what we love to do out here, catching some fish right in the right in uh, the middle of town, basically. Yeah, cranking crappies. So, uh apologize if there's a little traffic interference in the background, but that just kind of is what it is. Yeah, we're fishing uh, and recording a little bit with uh, without any external mics, but so far through the headphones, it sounds good. But yeah, we're we're out on a little pond, uh, kind of down the street from from my house. One of the ones we fish a lot that's got some crappies and bluegills, and we actually found a channel cat in the here tonight, too. Yeah, I don't know what you guys have been doing, but uh, I showed up with the pizza and then just immediately started cranking the crappies, and you guys are just kind of sitting here, you know. Brett showed us how it's done out. on his double double jig rig. Yeah, that's, that's, that's been my go-to. I can't believe I've gone so long in my yeah. entire life without running the double jig. I hope it's legal. I don't know. I didn't look it up. Yeah, I mean, it's still two hooks at the end of the day. Which yeah, is yeah, yeah, it'd be fine. Yeah. So Andrew, what do you think out here, man? It's a good time. Uh, it's always good getting out, you know. First timer. First timer, yeah. First timer. I mean, not necessarily first timer fishing. I've been fishing a little bit, um, mostly uh, doing trolling for years. There you yeah, go. but that's more. It's sitting barely, and drinking exactly. Than yeah. So that's I mean, you way. can you can fish doing that a little bit. Then we you know get off the boat and we do some sunny fishing. Yeah. Uh, but first time ice fishing. Nice. So, what do you say? What would you say is the biggest difference right now than what you've done in the past? Setup, uh, pretty much. I mean, you guys got a killer setup going on right here. Yeah, I know. It is pretty. It's pretty plush. Yeah. <laughs> I'm interested to hear. What did you have to pay to go out with the short rod show for one night? Uh, I bought a six pack of beer for about thirteen bucks. <laughs> Not just beer, but he did bring us some Blonde Fatale from Peace Street. Heck yeah! It's a local operation. Yep. And it's it's a fairly boozy concoction. Yeah, I looked it up. 8.2 is what you're sitting yeah. at for ABV. Right mid-8 range. Yeah, so. I mean, so I only needed a six-pack. Yeah. I mean, I still got a kid to go home to. <laughs> so what are we talking about today, Brett? Well, I had myself a nice conversation um, with a fellow from the Ankeny Parks and Rec today. Um, his name was Todd. Uh, so I got a little information on uh, Ankeny Ponds and kind of just some of the history and uh, what's going on behind all that. And actually, I was super, I'm super excited to chat about it. Awesome. It was it, cool. it was it was a good conversation. I really appreciate it, Todd. I'm going to send you this podcast no matter what, whether you listen to it or not. Um, so I hope I represent what you uh, told me uh, at least fairly well. And you're going off of no notes. So no notes. Be, I know. I freaking a... took a whole page <laughs> of notes and I forgot them. I started thinking about the Casey's Pizza and they got left in my back. It was all over. Yeah. And then uh, yeah, we we got Andrew out with us, a first time ice fisherman, just getting your impressions on what it's like to go ice fishing especially with us and and we actually got you on some fish pretty pretty impressed mm -hmm. a lot of times uh first timers yeah you get skunked right off the bat and you can get discouraged pretty easily so well you had me on fish like 30 seconds after i dropped yeah it was ridiculous right away you got some rednecks in the background there yeah with their pickups but yeah that's, oh, i thought that was ben's pickup yeah <laughs> mine's not that loud <laughs> but yeah that's all coming up next on the short rod show Hey, Ben, so I've got this buddy that's trying to start a small business, but he's having a real tough time with his digital footprint and just trying to figure all that out. Do you know anybody that could help him out? Well, I think I do. I know uh, a couple cool guys at this company called Evergrow Marketing, and they really specialize in helping landscape and lawn care companies maximize their digital footprint and basically bring customers to them, help them get found on the internet. Really? I mean, they'll work with any business, 
Um, they're really looking to expand. And if you tell them that Ben and Brett sent you from the, the Short Rod Show, you can get 10% off your first order. Really cool. If you're interested in the Evergrow Marketing team and what they have to offer, check them out on evergrowmarketing.com and tell them Ben and Brett from the Short Rod Show sent you. You know, Brett, I was poking around on Facebook the other day and I could just not find the Short Rod Show. What's the deal? Oh, you just got to punch us in on Google. What do you mean? We show up on Google already? Oh, yeah. The Evergrow team hooked us up. Holy cow. That's awesome. Yeah. Good deal. I'll try that now. Yeah, right. You just punch in Short Rod Show and we'll come up on our website, shortrodshow.com. It'll come up on Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Awesome. So people can find us all over now. Yeah, all over the internet. That's great. We're also on Instagram, too. I've been trying to keep up with that, posting some cool pictures. When we're out on the ice, you can check us out there, too. Yeah, sweet updates. Awesome. Check us out, guys. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Thanks for listening through the break with us we are actually on some fish right now man there's freaking fish everywhere down there man we have three flashers going and they are lit up like a christmas tree yeah so i don't understand how people are always bitching about interference we have literally three flashers within three feet of each other and zero interference going on and and they're old and they're old yeah i mean we got a vx1 pro we, we got, got a, a hummingbird 698 yep and then an lx6 and we haven't had to adjust any of them and we're fishing nine foot of water. Nine feet of so, water. So I mean, you know those cones got to be overlapping. Four feet, four feet apart, max. Yeah. Four feet all it. together, from one end <laughs> to the other is four feet apart. Yep. So Not there's bad. one in between there. Not bad. Yeah. And everything's clear as day. Clear as day. See the fish come right in. Uh, I don't see any more fish left on my flasher, unfortunately. But oh, I lost mine too. Yep. <laughs> we scared them all away. So, yeah. So today we're talking a little bit about. Um, just urban urban pond management, some urban uh, urban fishing. Uh, yeah, specifically tips. Ankeny. Yep. Um, I don't know that they're necessarily going to be tips. Just a little history, just a little what's going on. Um, so I was chatting with Todd today, gave him a call. So actually, super shout out to Ankeny Parks and Rec. Yeah. Uh, so I initially cool. just sent an email yesterday and was like, hey, Nick, uh, I run this podcast. We'd love to hear from you guys. Chat a little bit about those these Ankeny ponds because they're fairly popular. I know a lot of folks will try. I mean, they travel to come fish these ponds. Yeah. Yep. And uh, this morning, boom, 7.30, he'd sent a reply to Todd, said, hey, Todd, uh, you're kind of the fishing expert around here. Uh, can you chime in with Brett and help him out? And uh, this afternoon, gave Todd a call. He gave me, you know, 30, 35 minutes to answer my, uh, you know, Yahoo questions, mm-hmm. and uh, he was off. So yep. I really appreciate it, Todd. Um well, Hopefully think, that's not the last time we chat. Yeah, I think a lot of what we'll talk about today, this can be this is this is good stuff for anybody that's fishing around in their own hometown. Yeah, and they want to get a program like this started, to where, um, you know, I'm sure you'll talk about it too. But it's part of the reason that Ankeny does this is based on the input from its citizens. Yeah, and and it's people like us saying, hey, we want to come and have a good place to fish. What can we do about it? Yeah. So I mean, it really started well before us i mean so when i was chatting with todd he said he'd worked for ankeny parks and rec so he's an ankeny parks and rec facilitator whatever the hell that means uh, but um he said he's worked there for 22 years and this public kind of fishing pond uh deal has been going on longer than that so he doesn't know the exact full history of where it started but um, okay where it's gone to today really is they're all these developments that are growing up around, popping up around town, they have to abide by some sort of water management plan or something like that. So they have to wa- manage um, their water in a detention pond. 
Um, I learned the word detention pond today. All for stormwater, right? Yeah, all for stormwater type stuff. Um, just to catch it, just keep creeks and stuff from flooding okay. out. What'd you do? I have no idea. Oh, he's got a little line twist, Ben. No. Yeah, oh yeah, that's line not twist. Not on a spinning reel. That's the most classic line twist I've ever seen. Yeah. They just oh, bunched up. Yeah, that'll happen. Um, so what they did, Gamers. what they ha- is they have this uh, parks ordinance. Well, they used to. This parks ordinance where as they built developments, these guys could apply and hey, say, hey, we want to make these part of the park or part of Ankeny Parks. Um, and then you can take care of it and, you know, having a pond in your development kind of increases the value, I'm sure. Sure. Um, or decreases it if you got a bunch of people tramping around. Well, yeah, that it. might be. Smoking, <laughs> smoking darts and, yep. you know. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> um, carry on. I lost my train of thought. And there's a fish down there right now. Um, multitasking. So, what they did, so as Ankeny started really picking up here in the last, I don't know, 10 years, um, they kind of had to stop that program because there are so many ponds coming in into or applying for this and really basically just being accepted without any sort of vetting. Oh, so okay. you got a handful of like little half acre ponds that are three or four foot deep, like the, the pond that's by your house. Yep. I mean, that one came in kind of in that period where things were happening so fast that they weren't able to get ahead of it. Yep. So um, they let that one in? Yep. Even though it's only a couple feet deep or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So that was the problem. Gotcha. Was some of these catchment ponds were going into that ordinance that were only three or four foot deep and only less than an acre, which really isn't valuable for fishing. Um, So recently, they've uh, within the last five years, they stopped that. They took put an end to that sort of deal. But they're still adding ponds. Um, They he said they add about a pond or two a year, um, which I don't know. I'm fairly satisfied with what they do now. Todd did mention that they don't really publicize a lot of these ponds until they feel like that population is fishable and catchable. So they'll, whatever development or whoever builds these ponds, um, they'll work with either either the city purchases the fish to stock themselves, oh, okay. or they work with the DNR, or they apply for some grants to. There we go. Dang it! I marked that fish. Ha! Be free. Do it. Which, which is good because you, uh, you see the you always see, going wild. You see on the map too. Ooh, that was a nice. That's a good size. Yeah, that's not bad. Um, you see on the map too where they they publicize all those and they still get some pressure. Yep. But it's not. There's definitely more popular ones than others, yeah. uh, which are the yep. ones that are easier to access. They're right along the road. Other folks see people fishing them. So sure. Come into it. Kind of like um, the one we're on now. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. This is a fairly popular one. Uh, people must just not catch them very good. Uh. But while we were chatting, where, where was I going with this? This, this? That fish really interrupted my train of thought. Oh, and I got to try to remember my notes that I wrote down. That was a crappie, by the way. Yeah. In case anyone couldn't tell by the Black crappie, crappie. The crappie flop. Black crappie. That I did before I sent it down the hole. <laughs> um, so now, yeah, they add, I don't know, one or two ponds a year as these developments come along. But there's now there's criteria that these yeah. developments have to reach, meet, like, Oh, you have to, they have to be so deep. So they have to be at least 12 foot deep, I believe, now to qualify. And they have to be greater than, I don't, I'm not sure exactly on the greater than the size. Um, Can you explain why that would be important in case people aren't sure? Uh, I mean, the know. depth the depth thing is just kind of help sustain a population. Um, that way through years as, you know, if we have a super sub-zero cold year, um, they don't die out. But I don't know. I feel like as they're being catchment ponds that there's some kind of, some constant flow that I don't think the oxygen would be that big of a deal. 
Yeah. I don't know. That's just my gut intuition. I don't know for sure. Well, and the main things you need would be oxygen coming in via yep. fresh water coming yep. in or just having a good volume of water. Yeah. Being 12 feet deep and making sure you're not going to actually freeze all the way down to the bottom, force all the fish Or that it's not going to dry out on you either. Or vegetation dying too. Yeah, or the vegetation taking over the whole pond. So, I mean, what you yeah. see around here is a lot of these ponds kind of have a little bit of a shelf right off the shore, yep. and then they drop down into the depths. So That's what that does is it creates like a six-foot barrier of weeds, mm -hmm. which makes yeah. it kind of a pain in the ass to fish during the summer. Which that helps. creates, yeah, optimal, well, excellent cover for young-of-the-year fish, excellent cover for bass, and it alleviates a little bit of the pressure that these ponds would see well, throughout Well, like that guy was talking about a couple weeks ago, that helps keep kids from drowning in your yeah, pond. Yeah, yeah. Where yeah. they walk, they can walk out three feet. And yeah. still if be they in fall the in, they can stand up and get out. Yep. They're not immediately in. That I never thought about. That's feet. cool. Yeah. That makes sense. So that works out well. Um, but he said one of the biggest problems, and this is something that Todd emphasized that I had not really ever thought about, was quit freaking stocking, self stocking these ponds. Okay. So, I mean, I've what? caught a northern out of one pond. Yep. Um, there's a lot of channel there's a lot of carp in some of these ponds yep. um a lot of folks will throw just drop their dump their minnow bucket sure in and i mean there's not always just fatheads in those and those fatheads grow up too <laughs> but there's not always just fatheads in that minnow bucket but one thing so this is the bomb i've been telling ben this whole time that, that Brett, Todd Brett's told been me. keeping me in suspense this whole time so he told me to tell me he told me that they have never stocked a crappie in any of these ponds. What? They don't stock right. All Every crappie you catch in these ponds was self-stocked invasive species. Unbelievable. Yeah. I, so, I had to collect myself after he told me. I'm like, like he was going into this conversation, telling me about it. and you know, you, If you want to take anything away from this, take to your listeners. Tell them to quit self-stocking these things. And we'll get into that a little bit here now. I just want to get Ben's so initial reaction. Here's my initial they've reaction They've never stocked that crappies. Is that's, these ponds are doing great for having crappies in them. How come the DNR is not putting crappies in them? Because the crappies just take over. They're taking over. Okay. All right. And then you end up with like the one up this, here by uh, mm -hmm. uh, the bike trail that all you catch is six inch crappies. I gotcha. So they and would, so they, they would start out good. It's a boon at first. Yep. Like those crappies grow big, but once they start reproducing, the size structure just gets smaller and smaller and smaller. Oh wow. And it takes away all the resources from their bluegills, bass, cats. And those crappies just take over. The See, farm. I would think I would think exactly the opposite, where they would stock maybe you know a few crappies, a few bluegills. They start taking off, and then that's it. Yeah. Now that's crazy. Is there any coming own. back from that? I mean, obviously invasive no. species are a huge issue, um, but uh, is there any coming back from like those little? I mean, just getting the crappies that size in rural settings, you could kill off a pond, but having these be in urban settings like houses all around yeah. it yeah that's a lot of dead fish to really stink up your neighborhood how do you kill off the fish uh there's chemicals, chemicals or, or okay yeah huh. um, you have a fishing derby one day and just clean it out yeah that's i mean I that's an option i suppose uh that's but, that might be what they have to look at but yeah he said i uh, could not freaking believe i knew you'd shoot your we pants catch, we catch crappies like crazy on all of these ponds yep yep and, They've and never stocked a single crappie. So these crappies we're catching right now, they did not stock these crappies. Somebody dropped these crappies in there. Probably one or two. Yep. Yeah. And, and they're just... all really I mean, they're all relatively linked as well. I saw an inlet and an outlet over there. Yep. Um, yep. So they're all like uh, I don't think the ponds are linked. I think that's just like that's just the, drainage, the drainage, drain, yeah, drain, water drainage. Okay. Sort of deal, yeah. 
this will just slow down the amount of water that comes out the outlet down there okay. after a rainstorm. So it kind of yep. meet. It's more wow. like a it meters water out instead of just letting it completely wash away everything downstream. Okay. It acts as kind of a buffer zone. Makes sense. Dang it! I got a fish right on me. He just does not want what I'm feeding him. Um, Crappie probably. They like the micro nuggy. I'm using a yellow micro nuggy, of course. So what I'd say is take every crappie you catch. There you go. That's that's crazy. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I could not believe that when he told me they've never stocked crappie. So that, in these that real big crappie that I caught, somebody dropped in there probably six, seven years yeah, ago. Yeah, we should have ate it. Uh-huh. Could have fed our whole family with that. <laughs> how are those, how are those tacos fish last night? Uh, we didn't make tacos. I ended up making a... Uh, uh, what did I make? Not tacos. Uh, oh, pork chops. Pork loin pork chops. No blue. Yeah, that's a good Iowa boy right there. You no, they the just went. To, they just went in the freezer for now. Yeah. Oh, nice. Um, so bag. I mean, I did end up going to the actual grocery store. So those of you guys that follow our our Facebook <laughs> page, I posted that picture of a uh, wife asked me to go grocery shopping. So here we are, and I had a picture of cleaning a couple of bluegills. Um, after that, I went. I did I actually go grocery shopping. <laughs> yeah, but those bluegills did come from Ankeny. Oh yeah. Um, those bluegills I had not pictured, but I had a handful of crop invasive crappies. That's awesome. <laughs> so I'm going to refer to them as invasive crappies from now on. Wow. All right, that's that's interesting. So, yeah. yeah, resist the urge, people. If you're trying to manage fisheries yourself, yeah, it's don't do that. Not gonna work. That's the dumbest thing ever because you just don't have a long term plan. You don't know what's happened out there. So we'll get into that now, yeah. a little bit. So I mentioned Ankeny works well with DNR and Iowa State. So what hap- How they run it is as a new development gets built, and they they have a new pond come on into their Ankeny Parks pond fishing hole system. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a blank slate. Yep. So the DNR um, uses that as kind of a test fishery. So if there's an idea like, hey, in which they've done in quite a few ponds, is, hey, maybe we want to stock bass and perch. Yep. Maybe we want to do this or that and see how it works out. They have these small ponds here in town to kind of play with, see what happens. Um, I mean, if it's a disaster, it's really not that big of an ecological problem because it's not really a natural pond anyways. Yep. Um, and then they also have Iowa State grad students that are in biology, fisheries, um, that do that run tests or something. Like, they'll tag fish. and Sure, run a study or They'll whatever. do studies on fish in, in these cool. urban ponds. And so doing that self-stocking really screws that up. Because you'll throw, like, crappies in here, then they'll take over, and then that bones their, their study. Uh, so that was something that I really kind of took away that kind of... Wow. I took that to heart. So quit doing that. That's if great. you're listening to this and you ever have had the urge to put crappies into a pond <laughs> that you do not own. Or a northern. Or a, or anything. Or like he, flathead catfish or something and yeah. it wipes out the entire pond. Yeah, or northern. Walleyes, he said, yeah, I, I know there's walleyes in there. I know there's, you know, a handful of other things. Uh, let these folks manage it themselves. I mean, they know what's going on. They know what they did. The ponds are in good hands without all of our, our uh, yeah. hands in there messing it up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, right now, you know, we're, we're catching crappies, but, I mean, we just easily could be catching the bluegills. We could probably be catching bigger catfish. Yep. Um, yeah, true. Had a little cut bait. Yep. So, Not I mean, bad. there's... I know some folks like to catch crappies, but eventually, yeah, and you have a boon for a year or two, and then it just kind of dies off sure. and craps out on you. So, Not take it easy on that. Yep. Yeah, well, take it easy on when that. They, when the DNR stocks a pond, they will stock... They'll have a stocking program where they'll stock... Yep you know, two or three years at a time and have different year classes of fish yep. stocked in there. 
so it's sustainable. Yep. When someone dumps in two cookie cutter eight inch crappies, and they take know, over. And they take off and they have a bunch of, you know, three inch crappie fry the next year. Yep. Then you're gonna all like these ponds. They're very cookie cutter. They're very very much all the, the same. same size. And right now we're kind of in a, and on this particular pond we're all right. I mean we there's a pond right down the street that is not all right. Yep. Um, I mean you're catching three inch crappies as yep. fast as you can drop that jig down. Yep. We're here. Uh, I mean, I'm not disappointed in these crappies. I mean, they're nine inches. I mean, mm -hmm. they're all right fish, but yep. the the same thing will happen to them. Yeah. Yep. Two years from now, it's going to be the same issue. You got two to, two miles down the road. Yep. Yep. Huh. Yep. Interesting. What other insights was he uh, um, throwing your way? So that the working with the DNR and that sort of stuff, I thought was real interesting. Um, and we didn't go into a lot of specifics about uh, the research projects or anything like that, but um, I thought that was cool. And just how they kind of yeah. all work together to try to make this as, as good as possible. Um, did mention, you know, if you do have interest or want to come check out any of these ponds, uh, on their website, Ankeny website, there is the fishing holes uh, map that has all their current ponds. I mean, he said they keep that up to date. They update it at least once every year or two. Um, so... It's fairly up to date on what ponds are available. So no, it can be kind of difficult to tell what's a public pond, what's a private pond. Yep, and oh, I'm oh right on it. Oh, I'm right on it. And that having that map system helps out a lot. Where oh you, yeah, you can tell for sure. Hey, I know this is a public pond. I can be on here. There's access points. You don't have to worry about being chased off somebody's lawn by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Otherwise. Coming from like a beginner standpoint that I am, that is like a big thing for me as well as that resource, you know, because I would have zero idea that I could fish on this pond. Yeah. yeah. You know, just yep. driving by, wanting to get out and start doing some fishing. Zero idea, A, that it's stocked, and yeah. B, that, that there's I fish could be here. There's fishable you know? fish. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or you just assume oh. that there's dinks. Did you hear that, Schoolie? Oh, yeah, this is a real one. This is a real one, what boys. Real one. You got a live one? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, Ben. What? Uh, bluegill. <laughs> you act like it's a freaking trophy. Well, it was such, it was such shallow water, oh, I didn't know. He was he was way up in the water what column. I, I was ready for a freaking lunker. But it was the freaking smallest bluegill I've caught all day. Good deal. Brent's got a bluegill. Well, that's interesting. And it's good to, good to know that uh, someone's watching out for these ponds. Yeah. And trying to manage them and doing the right thing. And basically keeping people like us happy. Yeah, well, one thing I, I, I thought was interesting, and this was after I did some chatting with, with Todd, um, not all these cities or towns in, this, in the metro area allow ice fishing on their city ponds. Um, I mean, I know Altoona, they were really coming on. I mean, I, they must have either decided to um, do a similar program that Ankeny's doing or something, but they're adding a pile of freaking fishing ponds, but they're not open to ice fishing. They're only open water fish. That's crazy. Yeah. Which sucks. Yeah, absolutely. Why would that be? Uh, I don't know. I, I would imagine it's something that people think is dangerous ice fishing, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. You get somebody that doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, you get Andrew out here by himself. Exactly. You know. Yeah, they're needing to go in between the, I'm under the ice. Yep. 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 So which, who knows? Which we've talked about that before. It can be a dangerous sport, but yeah. yep. if, you know, if you know what you're doing... If you don't know what you're doing, go out with someone that does. That's the biggest thing. Yep. I gotta say, I was a little disappointed I didn't get to see the spud rod today. Spud rod? What's that mean? Spud rod? Spud bar. Spud bar. Oh, spud bar. I was, like, I was gonna bring it just to, yeah. just to. It's just a big bar. Yeah. 
I was I was just looking forward to whacking some ice with them to see what uh, the actual process. I got mine in the back of the truck if you want to try it before we leave. I might want to do that. (laughs) So this this kind of ice here, this is a good eight to ten wax probably before you go through. Yeah, yeah. So maybe even more. Yep. Well, interesting. That's cool. Yeah. So I mean, and he really kind of highlighted and the way things are here in Ankeny is I mean the the initial idea was to make it family friendly. Yep. Make it you know hey. These are round parks. Let my, go, my my kids go play, and maybe I'll just wet a line for a little while. Um, that sort of thing. And then also a lot of for kind of beginner type stuff. I mean, we got Andrew out here, the first time fishing. I mean, absolutely. First time ice fishing, anyways. I mean, they're fairly small ponds that if you had to, if you only had a hand auger and you only could punch ten holes, there's a good chance you're going to come into contact with yes. some fish. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, awesome. especially if you're taking advice from the Shore Rod Show. Yeah, which no is chance. exactly what I did when I came out here. Ben handed me the auger and said, punch a couple holes. I looked yep. around, and I found where somebody had set up before and yeah. punched one hole, and we put the uh, uh, flasher down in it. And sure enough, that's where I caught my first fish of the day, 30, oh, seconds, nice. 30 oh, yeah. seconds afterwards. There you so, go. I mean, it's Can't beat that. coming out with a hand auger is definitely yeah. a feasible thing. So, yeah, yeah. so Andrew, what is your what's your experience level with fishing in general? Because I know you've we've been out fishing couple of times a while ago yeah oh then, back in high school yeah back in high back school back in high school in a little deadly little uh, dubuque pond when you lived up in minnesota of course minnesota well i don't have any of my own gear i've always wanted to get my own gear but it's been a little bit of you know an, mm-hmm. an investment piece for me yep so i just haven't taken that leap yet in order to get sure. what i need because a i don't know what i'm doing and i mean I, obviously i've got you guys i could chat with um but it's different a, getting out there by yourself. And doing exactly. It. A, I don't know what I'm doing. Absolutely. B, it's a little bit of a social thing for me, too. You know, I like getting out of here, mm-hmm. chatting with you guys. Oh, or it's 100% out. social for me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you you go out by yourself, though. Says the guy yeah, but I'm always, yesterday, I'm always yeah. Jones. Look, there was a guy on the water, and I was chatting with him. We were, we were best friends by the time I got out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it's so, I mean, for me, it, that's kind of been the, the barrier for it. Um, sure. But, uh, I mean, it, it, it's... Nice. Limited limited experience for yeah. me because of those reasons. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, the experience part can be kind of daunting, I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. you don't have the gear. Like, if you went out right now, you'd be like, oh, shit, Ben's got this this rod that I needed. He's got this freaking $400 flasher setup I needed. He's mm-hmm. got yep. all this stuff, which in reality, you don't really need all that stuff. But yeah. you also need experience to know that you can get by without those. See, things. and that's the yep. thing. Like, I mean. Dang, there's a high flyer at like what? three feet. It's They've been there all night. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know what that is. Probably the big crappies are up there. It's probably the cat floating up trying to steal some crappies <laughs> off the bottom of the ice. Uh, God, so close yeah. to it. <laughs> I that that's where I feel like when I first started ice fishing, I I kind of did it by myself and tried to mm-hmm. figure, trying to learn by myself, yep. which is good. It can be frustrating. It's, it's good experience, but incredibly frustrating. But at the yeah. end of the day, you have the most valuable experience. That's True. the deal. Not somebody just telling you, hey, do this, yep. and not really knowing why. Yep. Yeah, well, and as long as you get out there with somebody who knows what they're doing, like you guys, and, I mean, asking why am I doing this or what's going on here, like yep. what is what does this piece of equipment do? Like when I, yep. Ben and I first got out here, I was asking, you know, A, how much things were costing so I could know what my personal investment would have to be in order to, you know, actually get some fish and make, yeah. it, make it possible for me. Yep. Um, but then uh, also so I'd have an idea of what's going on with these things. 
so that if I do choose to get, you know, a couple little rods and yep. do I would highly recommend the schoolie rod. It's, you know, I've heard a lot about bucks, it. <laughs> and I've caught most of the fish today. Uh, you're actually tied with both of us, yeah. <laughs> tied yeah. now, yeah. Yeah, I think you're, you're about to overtake both of us combined. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah. Um, but, but, but really the equipment is, is there, there's a base level of equipment where, yeah. okay, we're talking, we're talking your boots, right? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Just, just for everyone that's listening, Andrew has some non-waterproof boots. Which right? I thought were, but I bought them years ago because like Ben said, I came from Minnesota. So I bought some boots, then I, I wore them out shoveling and all this other kind of good stuff and never had any issues with them up there. And uh, I'll do some winter hiking and stuff like that. I had a dog. We'd go out, you know, doing some long hikes. Never had any issues with them. Yeah. First spin of the auger, ice and the water comes shooting up all over my boot. Yeah, yeah. Two minutes later, I got cold toes. So. Yep. And it's yep. just like, what am I doing here? So having the base <laughs> level of at least like personal gear, the, to yeah. me, that made a, a huge difference. Yeah. Because yeah. if you're not comfortable out on the ice, you're not going to want to be out there. And yeah, whatever you, you do trying ones. to catch fish isn't going to matter if your feet are cold. Yeah. You're yeah. not going to have a fun time. You're not going to want to do it ever again. It'll be a negative experience immediately yeah, if you're toes are cold and you know your your ears are frozen absolutely well, that, i mean you can invest in gear or you can just invest in a couple extra six packs you get that beer that beer yeah. sweater is a real thing <laughs> yeah so so what's one thing that surprised you about ice fishing so far oh Ooh, that's a good question that's a really good question i was not prepared <laughs> for that surprised Bomb um, are you surprised by anything these days this question i'm very much surprised by he's a big skeptic <laughs> um I mean, just the feasibility of it. Yeah. That's one thing I'm very surprised by. Oh, I mean, you just roll out here and just catch a couple. We're, I mean, you guys said we're a couple miles away from Ben's house. No, not even a couple. Like, less than. Less than a mile away from Ben's house. There yep. you go. Yep, yep. So it's like... And we're, we're down in our sweatshirt. Down, yeah, down just in sweatshirts. I got I got jeans. My my boots are finally dry because this heater's putting out here. It's bright in here. Um, on yeah. a weeknight, just having a good time. Yeah, on a weeknight. I got to work at 8 a.m. tomorrow, and we're out here catching some fish, drinking some beers, chatting it up. Yeah. Oh, I got a fish right on. Yeah, I had one right on me. I got, I got nothing. I, I got breast fish I'm calling in from over here. He bounced. Oh, I bet he came through your deal, Andrew. You just missed the flash. It's yeah, just yeah. like a quick flicker and then they're Oh, yeah. yeah. Gone. I just yeah. don't 100%. When you're know. talking, it's hard to under, it's hard to watch the flasher and talk at the mic. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, he's coming. <laughs> yeah. Dang it. Basically, that whole Ankeny spiel I get, I didn't. I wasn't fishing. I was just talking. <laughs> just directly talking at the to mic. the cat's ass. <laughs> that, that and gave somehow me you managed to catch. Yep. Yeah. Sorry about it, boys. We'll take it. We'll take it. Yeah, no, that that's cool. That's yeah. good to hear. Yeah, I mean, feasibility, that, that's the big takeaway for me for yep. today from a complete rookie standpoint is if I wanted to, yep. there are resources out there yep. where I can go online, I can look up which mm-hmm. lakes I can get yep. on, yep. which are stocked, and then, I mean, if I could get on a forum, I would imagine, and, and just talk oh, to somebody and say, what's hitting? Yeah, most of those you know? are involved Ben, you know, talking on them, so yeah, well, GMC <laughs> Trucks, man. Watch out for me. I'll be commenting on everything. <laughs> but so, no, I mean, really, ice fi- the ice fishing crew, the, the whole community is pretty supportive of new anglers. And, yeah, there's your jerks out there that are Oh, figure it out yourself. Figure it out. Oh, no. Yeah. I, I, no one ever told me how to find this. It's like, yeah. you know what, guys? It's well, the 21st century. Bastard. Yeah, yeah, that sucks. <laughs> it sucks you don't have any friends. You know, come on. That's No wonder why. Right? Right. Yeah, so, you're doing yeah, it to yourself every, there, buddy. Everyone's pretty supportive of helping new anglers, and really, that's part of the reason Brett and I wanted to start this podcast, is to help new anglers get into ice fishing, and I guess yep. the past couple weeks, I've really, like, 
start started to understand our impact that we're having on oh, yeah. new, new anglers because yeah, yeah. to us we're talking real we're pr- talking pretty high level stuff where no we're not i think we are for <laughs> I tactics think i think it's manageable stuff stuff that i would never even have thought about being okay. a new angler yeah where new anglers okay, yeah, that yeah. actually listen to it are, are getting a lot out of it i, was say, I think you're uh, giving us too much credit but yeah i see what you're i see where you're coming from now yeah. oop, oop, oop. God. Oh, oh, and missed it, man! If he would have had the bull whip, would have been on there. Too much backbone on the schoolie. Oh, <laughs> oh, he came over to me. Well, I got to reel up because I got to reset my jig. Good, get out of there! <laughs> oh my gosh, they're on it! Oh, I missed him like a freaking. We might have to take another commercial break here. Like freaking. While we concentrate on catching these finicky fish. Well, Ben, so <laughs> if we're gonna outfit Andrew right now. With yeah. a basic ice fishing mm-hmm. setup. Yeah, that's a good so point. he could go out and yep. fish comfortably, yep. is what I'd say. What would what would be your two two pieces of gear you'd suggest? And I'll give two pieces of gear, and we'll see if we can't outfit them. Now, are we talking just straight ice fishing gear? Are we talking, like, number one is boots. Pants and boots. Everything. Oh, everything. Anything that's going to oh. involve him okay. being comfortable oh, and catching fish on the ice. Because, like you said, I mean, being comfortable is just as important as having the right rod. I'll throw it in. I'll, okay. st- I'll take yeah, the easy stuff right away now. first thing. Yeah, start right now. Yeah. Go for it. Your basic winter gear is number one. Coat, That's hat. That's awfully broad. That's yeah. broad. <laughs> still, if, if you're <laughs> in the Midwest, broad. if you're in a place True. where you can get some you, you can get some ice fishing going, chances are you've already got some decent winter gear. Sure. If you're just yep. heading out for an after work thing like I am, yep. I'm here in jeans. I've got my, which we found out, crappy hiking boots, but at the end of the day, they're working. Yep. Uh, I've got a hat and I've got cheap little gloves that i bought at a store you know like a little mittens yep. almost kind of thing yep um yep but there's certain the... things here that allow you to be just in that yes i would not be out here this long but i could be out here with my coat and my hat and i could sure. put yep, on sure. my actual winter gloves yep and i'd be able to do that and i could get like a lawn chair and something to keep my feet off the ice and i'd be fine yep, yep. true you know that's true that would be my number one so, so number then, one thing so you're talking warm winter gear would be your number yeah. one deal to keep you out here. yes I, and I'm I'm gonna throw this back to when I started ice fishing. The number one and number two things that helped me by far the most were number one a flasher. Yep. Okay, because like. What, so what would you tell him? I mean, you're not gonna tell him to go buy, buy this this. Oh sucker. no, Andrew's gonna buy this. When, you're gonna soon, tell him to go buy an LX1. As soon as he gets back home, an he's LX, buying a, yeah. <laughs> a, a VX1 Pro. A VX1 Pro. The the tw- or the, the striker. The 15 year yeah or a striker. So I yeah. tell him to go get the striker. We didn't even talk about that. My my. Uh, buddy that we fished with on Sunday, Luke, shout out to him and his daughter, um, we're fishing with a Striker 4 from Garmin. And it's got a little screen maybe two inches across and four inches tall. But it could show a, a flasher display and it could show a graph display. Yep. And, and you can mark points with that little sucker. And it's GPS. And That's his, the cheapest GPS unit ever. 99 bucks. Okay. Oh, wow, yeah. And that got him out fishing. Yep. You know, you add, you, you'd have to add your own little external battery to it. You know, but wired into a 12 volt battery 15 or whatever. Bucks. Yeah. And away you go. Um, so either that or I'm a fan of the dedicated flasher because I think they're, they run, they're, they'll they run, run forever. Better, they're reliable. They're always, we were talking the resale value. Mm-hmm. They're yep. worth 200 bucks no matter what. You buy yep. them for 200, you turn around and sell them two years later for 200 bucks. I'll give you that. So I was, I was thinking almost either an FL8 Vexilar, just basic one or the VX1 Pro used one go online look around on facebook marketplace for sure so that's number one the number two any kind of shelter yeah 
Okay, okay. because right now, if you had, so my, you, you never got to fish in my old shelter, but the face it was, it was a non-insulated, it was not quite as big as this. And not it not would only, even little, not even close to no, as big as this. It would, it would flip out to be about a foot over here. That's oh, how much geez. room you would get. So the holes yeah. between your legs. There's not, right three of us are not. No, you're there. sitting way back in the tub and yep. it's only, the sled's only this tall. The three of us oh, would be shoulder wow. to shoulder. Not okay. insulated and you would run the heat on high nonstop. But you could get toasty in it, and it it was a hundred times better than, than nothing. Than nothing, yeah. absolutely. Oh fuck! So, was her again? No, I got her. That was the fish I was gonna catch. Woo! We'll figure. Oh, that's Another good size. Nice. Yeah. yeah, invasive, 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 invasive crappie. crappie. Yeah. Leave it out. Just throw them on the ice. <laughs> don't be telling people that. <laughs> <laughs> Floppy sucker. But when you're talking about being out at night, say you want to go out after work. Yeah. Okay, Jesus. you're, you're going to get off at 5, 6 o'clock, whatever, mm-hmm. and you're going to go out. It's going to be dark. Oh, yeah. Pretty much all winter. So you have a little shelter and Brett's little LED flashlight hanging magnetic off the back, you're good to go. So those are, those are my two keys. go-tos. So you'd say flasher and shelter? Yeah, then you could buy a $10 schoolie and a, and a hey, no. $1 bucket. Hey, what? Those are my recommendations. <laughs> oh, no, you can't say that. That's not what you're going to say, was it? Of course no, it was. I've got some other things to add. Um, but, yeah. So, I'd say for a beginner dude, so you, you're, I think you hit the nail on the head when you said uh, proper winter attire and gear. Yeah. Yep. Um, for me, what changed the game when I, with as far as winter gear goes is when I got actual waterproof snow pants or oh, yeah. fishing pants. Okay. So, before I was always fishing in, well, my Bernie's, Orsland Special, uh, bibs. And what happens is from the heel up, water oh, starts wicking up and start starts wicking up the insulation. And a day of fishing, all of a sudden you got water up to your knee. Okay. Um, which was kind of sucked. Not oh, to yeah. kneeling down on the ice. Yeah, it, well, you just didn't. That yep. was not an option. Yeah. Um, where now, where I've got uh, ice fishing pants, i got knee pads. Um, they're waterproof, so water's not wicking up. Yeah. And they stay so much warmer. I mean... Yep. I would add that. I mean, because you, these were a hundred bucks, and if you were going to go buy any other pair of bibs, I would be surprised if you could buy anything cheaper than seventy-five dollars. Okay. Yeah. But um, it seems like that would be also something you could, and something you could multi-purpose. You yeah. know, like if you're going out into your yard, oh, yeah, absolutely, doing some work outside. Because I got a fr- the fray bill. I mean, I didn't go with the, the striker. But the striker ones on sale right now in the season are hundred and thirty bucks. It. Yep. Yeah. What were you talking? I about? I felt it. As I was talking. I felt it as I was. You just got it. Eventually, you'll just get used to it. <laughs> yeah, you just reaction. set the hook and you don't look. Yeah. Yep, I'm, I'm amazed at what, what I'm seeing over here with you guys. <laughs> that's great. In the middle of conversation. Oh, yep. got it. <laughs> uh, no, that's a good point. So that's the one thing I would say. If you're fishing outside of a shelter, you, I, I'm, I'm 100% yep. comfortable outside of a shelter. Oh, yeah. I'd, in my suit. For me, if I had to go bare bones, I wouldn't need a shelter. Yep. I've got my duck hunting jacket, uh, Cabela's duck hunting jacket. I've got... My snow, my pants. I've sat out in negative two degree weather. We uh, turn them in all the time. Gloves are the key. With no gloves in a in a scarf. You lose a lot of heat out of your neck. You lose a lot of heat out of your neck. So uh, scarf Wayne or from uh, taught us that. Uh, you know, a little face mask or something. <laughs> <laughs> Love Letterkenny. Good Letterkenny for uh, And then yeah, a good bucket. Good bucket. I mean, you don't need all the. Yeah, rod lockers are nice and all this, but. Well, you could get a styrofoam oh. lid. For a cooler, yep. You could use that for your feet. Yep. You know, I yep. had uh, my 
ex-brother-in-law, that's what he was always talking about was he'd get in his shelter and he had a tiny little shelter. Yep. We never got out with him to uh, actually get fishing, but we'd chat about it. And uh, putting his that feet, was, feet in the bucket or what? No, not in the bucket. He would on turn the lid. the lid. He'd put the lid because there's just you know that much oh, of a gap yep. on the lid, and that would just get his feet off the ice. Oh, oh yeah, and that would be I enough. That was the upper jig. Frick, the up bite on the upper jig. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. Holy cow, that's intense. Good right, deal. Continue on. Sorry. No, that I mean that's that was pretty much the point right there, but. I mean, something to keep your feet off the ice. Yep. Yep. You know. You know, but I mean, you'll look out here. I left my other bucket out here. It's got all my gear, all my yeah. rods, mm-hmm. uh, miscellaneous ice picks, cleats, uh, supplies, jigs. Everything's in that other bucket. And then this one's when I sit in and I carry my flasher in it. Yeah. Um, but I also just run schoolie rods. I mean, they're just fiberglass, so I don't worry about them breaking. Where like the bull whips. You'd damn near cry if the tip broke off that thing. So then, yeah, that's yeah, why well, you I use would that. Cry. <laughs> I don't know why you're letting me use it, man, because I've already uh, lost pretty, a rig. Pretty, I got your sturdy. spool. Well, they are sturdy. <laughs> they're but. sturdy, but you still got to be careful. Like, just doing stuff you don't think about. Get We're flipping the, door the, flipping the shelter around. around. Yeah. yeah, This gets caught. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah, I think what I gathered from this conversation here was striker. So, bare bones, getting out there. Striker flasher. Hundred bucks, yep. hundred twenty bucks to get. The setup. I was really impressed with it. Yep. Uh, I might get one as a third. Decent backup. winter gear. <laughs> yeah. Uh, waterproof pants. Boots. Waterproof boots. <laughs> waterproof boots. Waterproof pants. Yeah. Yep. And a bucket to carry your shit. Yep. And you're out there. Yeah. Yep. And and this time of year too, you could spot around with your spud bar and open up all these old holes here. Yeah, yeah. Like all the ones I punched right on Sunday, they're maybe an inch of ice, if yep. that. <laughs> Punch yep. right through with the spud bar. You wouldn't yep. even need to do some work. Well, and then rod-wise, I mean, you came out here on Sunday, and that guy was that little girl was freaking pounding him on her Barbie. Frozen, frozen, frozen or, yeah, rod. Frozen Open rod. water, about a three foot frozen Elsa. Rod. Yep. Yeah. Freaking Zebgo just crushed it with her. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, that's good stuff. With her character stuff. Awesome. Any parting thoughts there, Andrew? What do you think? Just do it. Would you do it again? Oh hell yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd get out here any time. Um, I think it might be a little bit late in the season for me to start picking it up myself, but yeah. you know, maybe always at the end, of, exactly at the end of this year, I'll uh, start. That's when the deals are exactly right I'm now. Start the deals. cruising. Uh, oh, really? Okay. Icefishingdeals.com. Start Ice fishing deals. All right, that's uh, that's impressive. The hot tip of right there. there. But uh, yeah, no, I think I, I might uh, start perusing Craigslist and Facebook Marketplace. That's and what I do. Yeah. That's sort of thing. People that... build up for next year because you yeah. know. Somebody's got to realize they don't have the time for it or they didn't like it like they thought they would. A lot of people do that. They'll sell their whole entire setup. Yeah, what is going on? I feel like that guy's, they're getting a divorce or something, those people that are selling all their stuff. People are giving up on it. But hey, you just dropped your own Yeah, see him down there. If you're not going to use it, you might as well sell it to somebody that 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 will. Yeah, exactly. I I could be that guy. And at a bargain price. Absolutely. Very good. Cool, guys. Yeah. I think that was a good episode. Hopefully uh, everyone at home thought so too and... And enjoyed listening to us out here on the ice. We're definitely yeah. uh, still catching some fish. <laughs> Tune in, in next time to the what? Short Rasha. Oh, you want me to say it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm switching it up here. <laughs> that was a that's, curveball. That, that's weird line. What do you mean? You're not going to steal that from you. Stealing thunder over here. He's trying yeah. to do the soft pass to you. Oh, my yeah. gosh. <laughs> that's why I pointed at you. You're like, oh, what do you mean? Well, you're rigging lines up. I had no idea.
Yeah, I can't steal that from you. So <laughs> tune in next time on The Short Rod Show. Conversational. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've listened to all the episodes. It makes it easy. Yeah, he's our biggest fan. Oh, nice. He's our biggest fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've downloaded uh, a couple of times on different uh, sources as well for you. Ooh, nice. Get us as many downloads as possible. We're sitting here, and Andrew's like, so this is dead sticking. (laughs) This is dead. I mean, (laughs) you guys. See, this is the part we need to redo the comp. We need to restart here. That needs to be in the podcast. I can have that. Yeah. Put that in there. That's hilarious. Yeah. We'll, we'll have that in at the end or something. We'll blooper section. Yeah, 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 yeah. That'd be good. For the people that, that diehards that listen all the way So through. this is Dead Stick. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny.